right, guys, this is episode 22 of Northwest Arkansas Investing Podcast. We're happy to have you with us. Uh, we are coming to you live from a uh, Southern Imprints uh, studio. Yeah. Shout out, <laughs> B-Sill. Uh, sponsorship. It is September 19th, yeah. 2023. Uh, and we are we love pumping this information out to you guys, just talking about whatever comes to our sweet minds that day. Um, <laughs> sweet, minds. <laughs> sweet little minds, sweet little pea brains. Yeah, we're we're also, you know, September 19th, so we're looking at, you know, a little bit, almost a week from our miserable loss from with BYU. That was terrible. Coming up on LSU Tough. this weekend. I mean, just oh, we're, we're just not feeling good. All-time low confidence. We're in for a rough little stretch here if we uh, can't. I was looking at the schedule, though, and there's a couple. Like, A&M's always a coin flip. Yeah. So that's three. We got to get to six, right? Two to get to a bowl game. The road looks bumpy. Road's tough. <laughs> but it, we got AM, we got FIU at the end of the season. So that, that that puts us at four. So we got a steal two. Bama looks awful. But Bama is still Bama. It's still Bama. <laughs> but Nick Saban's well, still- ready to end himself yeah. like, did, you see him, did you see him after that game no there's a video of him on twitter after the game i forget who they played and it's him and it had been raining the whole game and his hair's like all shook up and he's just staring at the ground walking into the locker room he's what, doing and they won by like 20 yeah. <laughs> and he's furious that you know that you crazy. remember that have y'all seen that video of uh, like nick saban and will muschamp uh, when they were at LSU. Oh, yeah, they're both yelling. Oh, must champs like mother effing a dude. And then Nick Saban comes behind him and starts mother effing again. It's like, <laughs> I, I, think, I think six is on the table. Man, that's going to be a long year, though. That's bold. I, I actually think that this loss to BYU is the beginning of the end for Sam Pittman. And, I hate it. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, it is what it is. I hate getting behind a, behind a coach and like really liking them. And then it's like, they're just. The team I really, perform. I really like Sam. Good friend of my family's. Enos was just not the move. And I mean, and our defensive coordinator, unfortunately. Yeah, but I we it. we haven't like, yeah. KJ having to learn a new offense. The mm-hmm. offensive line being not great. Um, defense is fine. Yeah, if we had Brandon Allen back there, the offense would work phenomenally. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. Don't. We're not doing pro. <laughs> KJ's not a pro stock quarterback. No, so no. he can't sit We're back just there. Put him in Wildcat. Yeah, like, I don't even care if he runs, but like get him out of the pocket a little bit. That's what he's. he's yeah, what that's he what he wants so well to do. With, yeah. Right? He didn't do it. One, I didn't see him do it one time. Yeah. So we're. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little scared for this basketball but, season around the corner. Yeah, but we, I mean, looking forward to basketball season. We'll get. We'll let Sam finish this year. We'll let him play into next year, and. You know, I, it I, may be the end. I love him. Kudos to him for getting us out of that Chad Morris slump, yeah. though. Uh-huh. You know, and um, I, yeah, and anyways. I think yeah, and I think we're you know we're kind of grooming ourselves now for Coach Prime to step in and Coach years. Prime, Coach Prime, <laughs> that'd be so sick. Oh, dude, twenty one days of Prime. I think maybe. I Travis Hunter is my favorite football player of all time. I'm pretty dude. sure. Yeah. Plays both ways. I hate that he's hurt because he would have gotten. I feel like he would have won the Heisman if he played a full season. Dude. Playing was he out for like three weeks? He's out for like three weeks. So he can still figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So he can maybe do it. I mean, he's going to have more. He still still have more snaps than all the other uh, nominees. So yeah. there's a chance. Yeah. But he's just a good guy. Like he went live after um, after the game. I don't know what he was on. Was it a onesie? And he was in a onesie, but he was like. Not, not one time did he say like, well, that was a cheap shot. You know, he was just like, hey, it's football. It happens. 
gotta move on. And I was yeah. like, man, most people, me included, are taking the time to talk about that guy's mom. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed. I'm really. He does Coach Prime and that's crew does a really good job of marketing and oh my gosh just gosh, bringing in bringing in the stars um they they do a really good job i watched them play uh versus colorado state and it's very sloppy at points but they always they figure out a way to win do i think they're going to go undefeated no, no right. like i, I think, I think there's gonna be maximum this week. there's gonna be a lot of hype and they are a good ball club but like still you're still colorado like yep. if if you they're already exceeded everybody's expectations the first three games. I think I mean, their their uh, win loss total was three. Right, there's three and a half. Three and a half. Was yeah. this year? So they're, the they're already at three. So. I think they're going to exceed everybody's expectations by far. I don't think they're going to be like a top contender, yeah. but because I just watched them play, they I think they're undersized in a lot of areas. I don't think. He's been able to recruit the amount of people. So it doesn't make sense. So they're playing Oregon this week. Mm-hmm. And Colorado's number 19, Oregon's number 10, and the spread is Oregon minus 21. Oh, my. That's crazy. How do you have a 21-point spread in two ranked teams? That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. So the last thought on this, I've had some guys say that, oh, I just don't, like, he d- Coach Prime doesn't fit our program. Like, I, I don't want Coach Prime. I'm like, what are you talking You're about? Like, yeah. you, he is master marketer. Talk about bringing you want to bring huge millions here, yeah, to the organization. Like, yeah. how does that not end? He sold like after you put on those sunglasses, he sold like so, millions of dollars. Yeah, worth of yeah, sunglasses. And uh, this is weird. I want you guys to watch it because I'm 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 biased because I like him, but I feel like his players have their heads on straighter than the teams they're playing 90% of the time. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe they're talking under their under their breath, but like they're getting like late hit out of bounds and they're up and they're in, in the huddle the next play or like if there's a personal foul, it's never really on them. I don't know. It seems like they've they've really been coached well on like, hey, during the game, like don't do anything to hurt hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, look, he's really proven himself as a coach. Uh, yeah, he, he's I'm liking it. Definitely a good coach. So, love that. Uh, that's that's enough football talk for now. Yeah, well, maybe we'll start another podcast of football talks from, need, from investors. One hundred percent needed that. I want wanted to to kind of use this this time to talk through finances and what we've been seeing lately. I've been talking to a few investors. <laughs> as of late and just trying to advise them on what I'm seeing and, uh, and give them kind of like, I I feel like that is the most important thing, especially, I mean, especially as an out of state investor, probably an in-state investor as well, to be able to try to dial in finances well Mm -hmm. before you, uh, you try to go find deals Mm -hmm. at this point now, because, um, because your terms are all over the place. Like I've gotten, you know, as of late, I've gotten a, you know, hey, I've got a guy that's investing out of state. He wants to buy property 20, 25% down. What are, what are the terms going to look like? And I've gotten a, oh, you're probably eight and a half to nine and a half percent, 25 year AM, three to five year terms. And, uh, and I'm like, holy cow. Like, how, how are you going to make a deal work? And then, Zach, I know you, uh, you've you bought a similar property in that, in that sense, right? Recently, where it's just, an investment property, you put what fifteen to twenty percent down or something like that. Yeah, or have I, mean, you- I put I put in this year. I'll put 
buy four properties this year, 20%, 15%, 5%, and another 20%. So, so what, what kind of terms have you been seeing on, um, on those deals? On like my commercial uh, arm loan, I was 7.4% interest, five-year arm, uh, 25-year schedule. Um yeah. 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 That, that, that it was, it was like, it was like, okay, terms. Yeah. Which, like, I'm so, in the next five years. An arm is 7.4. And in the next yeah. five years, like, I'm going to figure something out between then. I mean, yeah. we're, we're going to do something else. But uh, my other stuff has been locked. Um, my investment 20% down was seven, I think. Uh, this one coming up is going to be our primary. We got locked for 5.6 percent on a 30 year on a 30 year term um which was part of dr horton's billion dollar rate buy down thing and then the last one in december have no clue yet haven't even thought about it because rates are going to change by then so um i've I've been i've been brutally honest with investors as of recent like i talked to a guy yesterday who's like looking for the one percent rule northwest arkansas (laughs) blah 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 i said I said, honestly, dude, like, I hate to like say this, but you're going to waste your time if we talk, because if you're strictly 1% rule and your buy box is 1%, I'm like, you're going to have to look in like Little Rock or Fort Smith. And yeah. Yep. He's fine in Fort Smith for sure. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Tolson, he was like, Joplin. he was like, really? Like, I thought uh, that you could blah, blah, blah. I was like, I was like, honestly, you're not, you're not going to find a more honest realtor. And I'm going to tell you, like, you're smoking crack if you're looking for one percent rule right now, unless you're spending ten thousand dollars a month on mailers. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, I, I've actually gained more clients than lost because I've been honest, we're super honest, and have people come back to me and they get they give me their feedback. They're like, well, what about like, can I get something that gives me just a couple hundred bucks of cash flow?' And I'm like, "Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, like, we can, find that. we can find that, but we don't come to me looking for a one percent rule right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think I'm I'm my clientele has shifted from how can we get like a thousand bucks of cash flow a month to how can we lock in debt for a long period of time, um, best as possible and ride this thing off into the sunset, uh, refinance in the next five years. And then the thing appreciates, they get depreciation on their taxes. Uh, they get a little cash flow and you know, it's, deals like that the more long-term play so i'm really enjoying helping people with the long-term 30-year type things right now people looking for short-term rentals and things like that like it's very risk it's very risky and so like Mm -hmm. i've never had a client come back to me yet and be like oh this deal sucked or something like that which is good because i always you know i hope i never have something like that because i'm always just super on i'm not going to tell somebody to buy something that's trash yeah and then they come back to me and they're like this was trash. I'm never doing a deal with you again. So yeah. it's been very interesting financing terms out there right now. Yeah, I had a, um, I had a client, I don't want to give the backstory too much, but essentially <laughs> I, this guy was trying to buy a house and, uh, all his money was in the UK at this, at this UK bank. And, uh, close on that by the way. No, I've, I've told Brandon this story. No. <laughs> and so like, for months we've just been or i got probably not months but weeks it's like hey this like i want this house i want them to do this tell them i'm not buying it unless he literally said i'm not gonna buy that house unless they rip up all the floors and put down tile (laughs) and anyway and i want to pay the same price and i was like okay they're not gonna do that so what do you want to do and like 
he sent out a tile company to, or he made somebody else send out a tile company to like measure. He's like, all right, well, the day we close, I'm putting in tile. I said, okay, awesome, but we got close. And then like stuff starts happening. The wires like, oh, well, it's stuck here. It's stuck there. It's in customs. It's here. Oh, your bank's too small. They don't get international wires. Oh, this and that. And then finally came to it. I like, I basically told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to cancel the contract. If you find the money, give me a call. But like, I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, he was like, well, I already sent it. It's like in transit. I said, well, when it shows up, we'll, we'll close. And that was two weeks ago. He hasn't called me yet. <laughs> and it's like, it if, if there was money missing from my bank account, <laughs> I would call yeah, every he's, day. He's until straight up BSing you. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And right. so, anyways, it's been, that's been a whirlwind. I'm just like, but, when people do stuff like that, I'm just like, to what end? Like, wh- what are you trying to do? I don't like, get the goal. Uh, yeah. What's the, you just like wasting people's time? That's, like, all, that's all he gained from it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yep. And getting people's hopes up that, like, there's a house coming because he wasn't going to live in it. He was buying it for somebody else. And so they're, like, moving all their stuff, getting ready. It's all in boxes. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think we're, we're, we're going into a time period where, like, people's claws are going to start coming out. What we've seen is, like, we come from a period where everyone was happy-go-lucky, you know, oh, yeah, you take these clients. I, I'm doing great. We're yeah. we're, gonna, we're going into a time period where I'm, I'm starting hearing stories and stuff through the industry of, especially women. I mean, I was just, if we're going to be just straight up, the women in this industry are, like, crazy. A little, not crazy, but just, like... <laughs> a little ruthless. A little ruthless. Like, their claws will come out in a heartbeat. Like, you'll be a small deal, and they'll be, like talking mad smack behind some girl's back because they took quote unquote took a client or blah blah blah. well if they took a client they must you must not been that close with them because they they thought that they could go with the other person so they must have not been that close of a client like do a better job of networking that's what you see on selling with still or sorry selling Selling with with still (laughs) shameless plug shameless plug plug. (laughs) selling sunset and all that yeah Yeah. stealing clients that's exactly what we're i think we're going to see is the market's going to tighten up and when the money that's flowing in tightens up people get really start getting defensive about their deals and mm-hmm. people start fighting for clients a little more and you know loss you know my, kyle my broker said you'll start seeing people get a lot more lawsuit happy really? um wow. as the economy tightens up people get a lot more lawsuit happy claws come out uh he's been preaching to us kyle's said really tighten up your contracts don't get your stuff in on time do the do the right stuff because things are things are going to slip through the cracks there's going to be like oh you didn't get this this to me by this date i'm canceling contract like he's like i've I've seen that when the economy tightens up people get try to weasel their way out of stuff and i had somebody cancel one on me 24 hours before closing yeah that's a tough conversation did you have to call a list agent no i was the one that i was the list agent and the buyer's agent no the yeah. buyer's agent called me. How's that? Everything was good. How's that combo? It is it is what it is. Like, but we had been texting up and before. Like, things are going great. It was for a lot of land. Yeah. So it was like they were or like it was like one and a half acres. They had to do their due diligence, whatever. Anyway, I'm like texting nonstop. Everything good? Great. Everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's great. And then I was like, cool. What time are y'all closing tomorrow? It's like oh, I'll let you know. And then she calls me like ten minutes later. It's like hey. uh we don't want to do it anymore. I was like, what? Like everything was good. 
I don't know. I don't know him enough to yeah. get into it. Long story short, the builder or the architect was taking too long and the builder wasn't communicating with the architect and the wife got upset and was just like, I'm over it. I'm not, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> dude. I've, I've had a 24 hours foreclosing with a $380,000 home. And that was a, a very interesting conversation. Like, cause my bot, my was, I was the buyer's agent and he flaked. Oh, that's he goes, funny. he calls me and goes, unfortunate news, Zach. I just don't want to proceed forward with this. I was like, we're through the inspection period and they spent like $10,000 fixing what you asked them to do. And he was like, yeah, I was like, they can sue you. You know that. Right. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. And so I called the agent. I was like, honestly, my client's being a real ass. And I don't, he just said he didn't, didn't want to close. And I did everything I can do. I was like, I think the the thing that helps from that conversation standpoint is like, I want to get paid just as bad, just as, yeah. just as bad as you. Yeah. And my client's being crazy right now. So they just said that they don't want to do the deal anymore. And uh, I got to send over a termination. And he was like, he was kind of silent. And I was like, oh, oh Lord. He was like, I mean, it sounds like you did all you could do. I mean, I can't. He's like, I don't know how to be mad at you. Can't get mad at the agent. So like, yeah. It, yeah. he's like, is there anything we can do? I mean, it's kind of like that was a tough. I, I, it's one of those conversations like you feel building up in your chest all day because you got to make the phone call. Oh. I've started like so when something happens like that, I'm just like pick up the phone right just now and just trick myself to call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that'd have been tough. Yeah, 100%. that's it, it's tough. I mean, I think. uh I probably I'll, with these guys think that probably towards the end of the year we're going to see rates in, continue to increase. Um, mm-hmm. Deals are, you know, banks are going to go after certain things. Like we've seen banks tighten up on new construction. Um, I've seen a few banks tighten up on new construction. There are uh, certain banks that are going to be going after developments more heavily. I mean, you'll see as time progresses, banks go after certain things. Like some, they'll start going after commercial single family or multifamily or just apartments or just developments. Like they were going to have 85% of their portfolio going out to, or their money deployed going to new developments. So uh, just keep up with the, uh, keep up or keep up with us so that we can keep up for you uh, for what banks are wanting to do uh it seems to me like banks are having a high priority on having deposits with them if you're doing a deal oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. they want to see that you have money in their bank and deposits so um one an issue i ran into when financing the house that i'm in is um they i had it was the same bank that i had financed two deals through and they don't count the income from those properties on your debt to income until it's been a year. Interesting. And so like, they probably only count 80%. What was that that again? So like they don't, what they don't count the income from a rental property unless you've owned it for a year. Is is that a commercial loan? No. Well, one of them was, but I had one on my storage was one of them. Mm -hmm. And then I was, I don't remember what the other one, but like I went to go get a home loan and then, it's usually no big deal. Yeah. Um, when I, cause I use the same bank. So they have all my information. I was like, Hey, here's the house I want. Let me know like what your best terms are. And they were like, Hey, we probably can't do this unless you can provide some other income because, Oh, it was my, um, my real estate commissions. Mm. They wouldn't take them because I hadn't two years. Um, yeah. And so they wouldn't take those. And so, and it was weird cause the storage I bought in September 
and it was I was buying a house in August. Mm-hmm. And they were like, if you can just like wait a month, we can give you the loan. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. So if you're using income from rental properties, you have to own the rental property for a year at least. At that's on. Yeah. That's on. I think that's on like commercial type loans. Okay. Because that would make sense. Because well, I was told. I was told even on my on our new house that we bought that our rental income won't count. And, with a flat branch right and the and that it would only count when it did count i think you may have said a year from now um it would only they would only take 80 i always thought the rule was um the first year they take 75 percent, and then the second year they take 100 percent. because on all of mine i i mean i couldn't have got approved for these loans i mean it may be a maybe a new thing too and i know commercial does it like that yeah to where like the first year like oh we can't count your blah 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 i'm like well I'd be, I mean, I guess it looks like to y'all like I have like $15,000 of debt a month, you know, like yeah. when I'm actually cash flowing. Commercial real estate's weird. And so, like, yeah. I know usually the first year you can count 75, at least I thought you could count 75% of that. And then the second <laughs> year you can count all 100% of, if you have the same lease. So, that might, might be something new, though. I mean, they're always changing their stuff. Right. So. Yeah. But it threw a big fork in it. So, just a heads up if you have a rental property and you want to get another loan. Yeah. So, uh, just kind of continuing on the the thought of financing and trying trying to make deals work um, for like for someone that's looking to invest here out of state. You know, I've been I've been underwriting a handful of deals this past week. Nothing works at eight to ten percent of property management, much less with regular rates mm-hmm. right now going on. So, you know, for a guy that's like I've got a guy that's really looking for something that's basically could break even maybe make a 100 200 bucks cash flow a month yeah like what what do you say to that guy does he have the ability to potentially manage that himself or from out of state from out of state for a long-term tenant that's what i was gonna i was making my first point was tell him to manage it himself and i think that's what i've been pitching to my investing clients is because they're all the most of them are out of state and i'm like manage this yourself like get a property management software that the the tenant links their bank account to you link your bank account to if they have problems they request it through there they're like well i don't know any plumbers i'm like one type plumbers on google in northwest <laughs> arkansas two i have 30 plumber contacts mm-hmm. they're like well what about a handyman i'm like i have 20 handyman contacts yeah. like just reach out i'll give you a slew of contacts and then if something breaks go hey mr handyman like I need this hole in the wall fixed. And it's like, it's as easy as I was like, it's honestly maybe an hour out of your week. Like, especially if you're like five properties or below, like once you start getting five to eight to 10, like let's start looking into a property management company. But like, I've been telling all my clients like five properties and below, like you should be able to find some time to manage that yourself from out of state, especially if you have the right contacts in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough. Um, it's hard for me. I like to keep. I like to have a hand on stuff like out of state investing. I I just am not going to do until probably I get to like ten units, mm-hmm. and then I can hire a manager. Um, managing yourself really wouldn't be that hard if you have a good realtor. Like just could not to obviously realtors' jobs aren't to manage your property, but they can find. My first rental, I called the guy I was renting from. I bought a house. And then the guy I was renting from, I said, hey, find me a tenant. And he found it for a couple hundred bucks. And then from then on, I could just call people to fix stuff. Because mm-hmm. the hardest part of 
being a landlord sometimes is finding tenants. Yeah. And that's half of a realtor's job, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot. That's, that's, that's the hardest part I would say of, of being a new landlord is finding a good tenant. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably the hardest part too. And I've been telling like all my clients to be like, can you place a tenant for us? I'm like, oh, it's like the worst the part of the job I hate the most because it's like not fun. it's not fun. So I've been like for like eight hundred dollars I can. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like and there and most people are like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, OK, well, I mean, that's I guess that's, that's worth it. Um, But it, that, that's a tough thing. I've had I had a client go, hey, in the past, we've had realtors like help manage this property for us um, along with, you know, getting us through the buying process will you be willing to do that i was like so let me get this straight you want me to manage this property for you for free they were like i mean no you're helping us with the process you're getting paid as a buyer's agent i'm like no you just asked me to manage this property for you for free and i can't do i'm not going to be doing that like i was like no just because you worded that that way doesn't mean that i'm i'm a stupid no i'm not managing your property for you um the the as a realtor, I would highly advise against like managing clients' properties for them. Uh, that's not necessarily your job unless you're like part-time realtor and want to be a part-time property manager. Property like, manager sucks. Gosh, I would hate to be a property manager. That's what I do right now. And because it's like, unless like I don't have anything else going on. Unless like that's your job. That's my job. Like yeah. I go out and like I fix when the HVAC's broken, like I'll go out there and like see if I can fix it myself first before calling somebody. Yeah. Or I'll like go fix a hole in the wall. Are you YouTube taught? Oh yeah. <laughs> All YouTube, baby. And YouTube and my father in law's HVAC, so sometimes I'll FaceTime him. Yeah. And, like I'm like in an attic and I'm like, hey, what's wrong up here? Mm-hmm. One time I was literally at a house at my fourplex for like three hours trying to fix this thing. I FaceTimed my father in law from the attic. And he was like, hey, you see that purple switch right there? I was like, yeah. And he goes, pull that out. And I pulled it out. And he said, does it have a black circle on it? I said, yeah. And he goes, that fuse is blown. Go go buy one. And I just put it in there. It was like $1.50 at <laughs> O'Reilly's. Yeah. Got this fuse put in there. The whole thing worked. And I was like, it would have cost you at least 300 cost, bucks. Oh, yeah. More. It would have been so expensive. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but like every time I do it, I'm like, this is fine because I'm, um, this is how I pay my bills. Like instead of paying somebody $500, I can just go do it. Yeah. Um, but when I get busy and it actually starts costing me money to go out there, I'll hire somebody. Well, it's like but it's when, not fun. when you have a bunch of normal helping people buy and sell, then you have your own properties. Then you got to manage those properties. Then like it gets real, like for me, like I, I just, my, my normal real estate activities are so busy. Yeah. I couldn't fathom like having like a storage unit facility if i ever got to your client book there's no way i could do what i do today i like i hear what you it's do and i'm like day. i could not do that i do it all <laughs> I, I i do it all day long like i go paint stuff i call people that are that are late on their rent at yeah. storage like i'm out well and you're in a totally different whatever. mindset too because yeah. that's bringing in your income that's, I, that's my that's my biggest income is my rental property yeah and so like Compared if, I, if it was estate. switched around and like yeah. all my pro my right now my properties i'm not hearing from them and they're really just like they're more like in my mind break-even properties yeah. and i i'll think about them in 20 years sure so all my mental focus is on my clients and then some of my build stuff but like if it was it would be easier if those properties were bringing me in thousands of bucks a month and i was like okay like 
this is where my money's coming from. Yeah. That, that, that would be easier in a sense, but it was still, I'm, I don't love tinkering and or painting and stuff. So no. I, I'd end up subcontracting everything out most nope. likely. I've tried. The only one I still don't do <clears throat> is like trash haul off. I don't have a uh-huh. trailer, but I had to pull a bunch of stuff out of this house and I needed somebody to take it to the dump. That's the only thing I still pay for. And lawn care. Dude, I hate mowing. Yeah. I hate it. So do you mow? Much. Do you mow your properties? I, I used to. And then, so I used to, I used to, I had it in the lease and then I paid somebody to mow it. And then after my first year, my largest expense was my landscaper. Really? More than the bank, more than anything was my landscaper. If you count like the interest instead of the full payment. Yeah. But, um, so I was like, you know what I can make, it was like seven grand. And I was like, for doing this, for mowing, I was like, I'll, I'd mow for seven grand. So I went and I bought a mower. I told him I was going to do it. And I mowed for uh, half a summer. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is awful. It was every, like once a week I'd get up, I'd load the lawnmower and I'd go and I'd drive all over town mowing properties. That's my whole day. You know, that, that could be, you know, if you think about it, if you get your portfolio to a point where you're like. You don't have to, you don't literally have to do anything else. You could almost look at it as like, this is fun. Like, my job this, is, my mowing. job is fun. Yeah. Main, maintaining these properties. Like, but like when you have to do that along with other stuff to like, you know, continue to build to the point, it's like, it's a little overwhelming. It's, it's also really hard mentally to like, I'm used to, I have a very like W2 mindset my whole life where it's like, I go in, I do a job, somebody hands me a check. And now I'm doing work that I don't get paid for. I just save money. And so it's <laughs> like you you don't get a check when you go and like unclog a toilet. Yeah. You just don't have to pay somebody. See the benefits it, later. You know? Yeah. It's so that's what I'm dealing with. But, yeah. You get you get paid when everyone pays you your rent. Like but Yeah. Now the rents have gone up so much in those areas, though, that um, I was very comfortable calling my tenants and being like, hey, I'll renew it at the same price, but I'm not mowing your lawn. And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that I mean, I was, you were saying that, and I was like, wait, I don't – all my tenants mow their own. Yeah. Own well, I, I had gotten a premium because I mowed the lawn. Yeah, like I, yeah. I built it into the rent, and then, but rents have gone up so much. They were getting cheap rent and mowed lawn. Yeah. And so, like, this isn't fair. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think it's – do you, do you like keep a spreadsheet for all your stuff and like of expenses and for properties? Yeah, kind of. I do. I don't do a great job at separating them. I just it's all just general expenses. I'm I'm kind of after this year. I'm looking at my stuff and I'm like I got to start creating a spreadsheet. I need I need to do a better job as far as expenses. Um, I have like how much each one brings in with like debt service and insurance and all yeah. that. Um, but as far as that, I just have a business account and a business credit card and it just goes to in and out all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was, if you're good at like AI, I want to be able to text my AI virtual assistant and I want to say, Hey, just spent $28 and 66 cents at Lowe's for this address. Yeah. And then it just sends it to a spreadsheet and I'm done. I bet or Siri, I know, I know it's got to Technologies exist. out there. It's, it's got, got to. It's got to be out there. I, the thing, biggest thing that's helped me is having a business credit card that I just like mm-hmm. anything business related. Put on like at the end of this last home build, I uh, put like seventy five thousand dollars on that credit card, and American Express was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> they like approved everything, and then they were like, "They're like." 
You, I, I tried to buy like a pack of gum and they were like, this t- transaction is declined. <laughs> I was like, because I just like put like a $30,000 charge and a $20,000. <laughs> they were like, well, you have no present spending limit, but this is insane. And then I was like, had to call them and I'm like, I need you guys to like up like what I can spend because like I'm going to do this again. Yeah. But like that, that the end so of that funny. home build is, oh, let me ask you a question. In your opinion, yeah. is that, I don't write offable isn't a word, but can you write off like the end of my home build? Mm-hmm. I'm buying materials for my project on that card mm-hmm. um, that I'm going to eventually make money from. Is that right off able? Uh, yeah, it should be. That's what I, that's what I was saying because it's directly business correlated. All these materials I'm buying so that I can sell this for yeah. a price. It's di- directly, but I mean, because I'm going to be paying taxes on the profit that I make from that. Yeah. And so I'm buying this stuff at the end because um, so we, the supplies to build a house. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I, I was right thinking. That was a no brainer for sure. Yeah. So that, that'll be great. That, that end of the home build in my truck be bless up on the yep. tax, the tax. Deduction. You know, I have a, so I bought my grandpa's truck uh-huh. um, a while back <clears throat> And I'm sit. I was. Are you gonna bonus depreciate it this year, or? Yeah, I'm gonna try, but I'm gonna have. A, I gotta have a meeting with Matt. Oh yeah. Um, because I think I'm gonna have a pretty steep tax burden this year compared to my other years. Yeah. And it's like, well, the quickest way to not have to pay that is to buy a vehicle. Yeah. But my grandpa would murder me if I sold his truck. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I just have to drive that for the next however long i texted uh i texted bat and i was like if i bought another vehicle can i write this off again because i did the same thing last year (laughs) and he was like he's like yes but don't tell your wife (laughs) and i was like well she's gonna find out so um but yeah i think this i'm buying this and i'm I'm gonna keep that truck for like minimum 18 months yeah it just like doesn't look like i don't want to like create a pattern Mm -hmm. you know like Every year, this guy's buying a new truck. That's That's new, kind of, let's raise a red flag. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna ride this one out for. Do you have Do you have like a dream truck that you would drive for five years, or it's just like only whenever it's I mean good for time? I love that. I love that. Yeah. What I got out there, um, that Ram TRX. But honestly, like I think I got into this pattern being younger of like just switching vehicles too much. Yeah. And so, like, I get tired of something pretty quick. And sure. so, like, if I'm going to be in that pattern, might as well write something off every yeah. 18. You know, I dream dream truck would just something that's really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like fast trucks that I are, are utility-wise. And then I can be at a stoplight and just blow somebody's doors off, which is yeah. what I'm – it's the it's the the teenager in me, but I'm enjoying this this uh, Ram TRX. It's got like 700 horsepower, and oh my gosh, it is like too fast for a yeah. truck. Like you feel wrong driving down the road because you're that's awesome. 6,800 pounds, going zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds, and you're just like, does it? What's it? Does it get like 12 miles a gallon? Oh, that's on a good like it's normally like 10 yeah it's like 10 maybe 11 i've got it down to 9.5 i used to drive a an old raptor yeah and i had to get rid of it because i couldn't afford the gas anymore yeah so bad the gas bill does suck but it's kind of like i did the math beforehand i knew what kind of gas i was going to be paying and the the, my math but i'm going to be saving so much on taxes that it doesn't even compare makes sense like by buying that truck i 
calculated, I'm like basically saving twenty thousand dollars this year. Yeah. Because I bought a truck that no, I'm going to be great. paying a little bit more on monthly payment wise, and that's that's tough to you start having to think when you're an entrepreneur in ten ninety nine, like you have to start thinking big picture, like end of the year tax time instead yes. of like oh my payment's going to go up by one hundred and fifty bucks, like okay, times that by 12 and then see what you're going to save on your taxes. It doesn't even make sense to yeah. pair. So it's like a mental hurdle from like, because my wife really, she's like, we want to decrease our monthly expenses as much as possible. And I'm like, how do I pay as little taxes at the end of the year as, as possible? And so like her and I had a conversation about that. I will say that's like one of the few conversations with her that I've won is that tax Impressive. conversation. Yeah. Because I did lots and lots of research. Uh, gentlemen, I don't encourage you to Go have a tax debate with your wife tonight. But <laughs> I did. Tori, if you're listening to this, Tori Stanley, I won that argument. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great um do you listen to Ed Milet? Uh I I do not. He's but got I know a, it is. He's got a podcast that I listen to. It wasn't the one he put out today, but I think it was yesterday. And he talked about just like financial um habits kind of. Yeah. And one of them was uh he was like, if you're a spender mindset and you marry another spender, you're going to be in trouble. But if you're a spender and you married a saver, you're good. Yeah. And I remember I called my wife and I was like, you need to listen to this because like I'm a pretty big spender and yeah. she is a penny pincher. Yeah. And it just works out. That's great. the same so for us. It Tori. sounds very similar. Tori's like going to shop at Goodwill. Like I was like, hey, I'm going to give you a $1,500 uh, shopping spree for your birthday. And she like wanted to go to Plato's closet. I was like, no, no, you're buying new clothes. <laughs> like, not that she has bad style or anything, but I'm just like, babe, like go and do something for yourself. Like, yeah. don't go to Plato's closet or Goodwill or something. So, um, guys, we're at 37 minutes here. I got to go up to a Bella Vista uh, fire department meeting along with the city planning. And so, if you see anybody that is over water or sewer at a at a city, they're just the worst human alive. <laughs> city Bellas, please, please listen to this. Please listen to this. If you are a water district, rural water district four in Lowell, I will fist fight you anywhere. <laughs> just anytime. I don't even, he doesn't even give out his last name. I don't even remember his That's for a reason. I think his name's Steve. Doesn't give out his last name or his phone number. His name's probably Bob. Because he does a that bad a job. He just gives you his first name and yeah. he'll call you. He so, will call Steve, you. Steve, it's on site. Let me know. It's on site, Steve. I'm kidding. Thank you for coming to Southern and Prince, boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. We appreciate you guys. Episode 21, 22. Or we got 21 and 22, 22 coming up. 22, yeah. Uh, we'll see you on episode 23. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.